drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? This is your host, Eric Oker, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, coming to you weekly, talking Detroit Lions football right here on the pod. Um, we got a jam-packed show today. I mean, we got some coaches that are leaving, might be leaving, the combine's right around the corner, we got to talk free agency, gosh, I want to talk about Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions. And so much more to do. And I can't do that without anybody else on the show. He's double dipping. He's coming back for a second week. Chops is back in the building. Chops, how you doing, buddy? Woo-wee! Hey, Detroit Kool-Aid cast listeners. Yeah, I'm back. Back-to-back weeks. Special treat. Double dipping on the choppy likey. <laughs> do, you, do you notice that I didn't play any of your drops because I knew you were going to go to it manually? You were going to give the people the live version? Did you notice that? Listen, Okri, I love the people, and the people deserve the live drops. It's fun to throw the record, the, the, the background noises in, give them the sound drop every once in a while, but, you know, the, the people are thirsty for the real thing, so we got to give it to them. I mean, we do have to give the people that. And the people consist of the millions chops we're gonna talk a lot of football today get into a lot of good stuff but i do have a challenge for you right off the top of the show are you ready for this throw it at me i found a new drop i think uh what was it a couple days ago i put the old um old school music on shuffle and all of my favorite songs all of my sound drops, who knows what else was just playing on shuffle for me. So I have so many new drops I have to add. I was jamming out to just the old classics that everybody knows um, musically. But Chops, my challenge for you today is we have to figure out on this pod and pods moving forward how to work in this drop. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Like, that's your challenge. You need to, like, in between a take, throw to that at least twice during the show today. Uh, challenge accepted. I gotta, <laughs> you gotta give it to my boy Triple H, the game. I will find a way to get him into the pod. You're, you're already off on your wrestling route. That's Booker T. <laughs> that's Booker T right there. That's such a great sound in the beginning. I'm going to work it in as well. We'll go to it at least a couple times here throughout the show. At least we'll try to. But before we, we can't mess around. Don't I say that on the pod? People love the gimmicks. They love the sounds. But people also love when we talk football and chops. Deuce. Staley. Is leaving the Lions, man. He just got up and he's going to Carolina with Frank Wright. This was shocking to me. Yes, he's the running backs coach. 
only the running backs coach, but he was a assistant head coach. He was a really big personality, really intense guy. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, Ogre, this is a this is a real this is a bigger loss, I think, for the Lions than people are really making it out to be. I mean, this guy was he's he's what can you say? He's a Dan freaking Campbell kind of guy, right? Like watching Deuce and AG just go toe to toe during hard <laughs> knocks. Like this guy is a heart and soul guy. Um, you know, I think his personality rubs off on uh on Swift and Swag. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to it's hard beat, right? Because he was he was an assistant coach, the running backs coach, and then he goes to Carolina for the same job. And that tells me that, you know, I, I, I think I read somewhere that, you know, the Lions actually allowed him to do this to be closer to his family. I think he has a sick, uh, you know, uh, ailing father or mother's uh, family member that's that's pretty, pretty getting near the end of their life. And so they were kind of like, I, I don't know, I guess I've never really heard about doing this for a coach, but they were just kind of extending him of courtesy of trying to get him closer to his family. So, um, but it, it's a big loss to me. I really, I will really miss Deuce. And uh, I mean, come on, it was so much fun to just hear those two jarring at each other on hard knocks. So I'll miss him. I'll miss Deuce as well. I love his mentality. I love the DAWG that he was. Um, I did catch that clip. Somebody put it out kind of after this news came out and I literally watched it probably for five straight minutes. Just, uh, that I, I think it's like a three minute clip and I just had it on loop. It was, it was so funny. So classic, but chops, I got to differ with you here. You brought the family element. I didn't know that. I mean, again, that's, that's good for him, but, but I'm saying you hate to lose him, but this this man was real hard on my boy DeAndre Swift. Oh, you saying trying to get the best out of him, you know? Oh, I just want him to be as good as he can be. I I feel like him and Swizzle didn't really uh didn't really hit it off too well. I mean, I think he was always getting after him. He's hurting his confidence. He was maybe telling other coaches he can't play this guy or had you know whatever concerns limit his usage. I mean, I think he might have even said this to number 32 at times. Don't hate the player. Hate the king. Maybe Swift said that to him. I don't know what was going on, but what I do know is that this may open up Swift, depending on what the new running back coach thinks of that player. Maybe he finds a new way to motivate, because that's a big thing with football. Sometimes you have these guys, what well, we see our last regime had no idea how to motivate players, no way to get under them. Like maybe this type of coach and a running back position didn't work for that player. Get another guy in. You know Swag's going to do his thing if he's back. But this really might open up Swift, I think, to uh, – of course, Swift probably respects him, but I just think that'll be big. Let, let me let me kick this to you. This is another thing that's been kind of in my head. Everyone just, hey, we got Ben Johnson back. That's great. I, I feel like AG's making enough interviews – that that not only could he leave, I could see AG sort of saying like, "What you you gonna pay the boy wonder, uh, Ben Johnson over there, big money? What about me? I got this defense turned around. I'm a hell of a coach. Future head coach Aaron Glenn is what they call him. Like, I could see him taking off if someone gives him not only a head coaching opportunity, but maybe just a what he feels is a better situation. I don't think he's set in Detroit. What do you think? I, my feelings on Aaron Glenn, look, I like Aaron Glenn. Okay. Yes. I think he has future head coach potential, but the lions defense was still like bottom three in the league. So 
I, I, you know, again, maybe he's not the, you know, he's more of a head coach mentality instead of a defense, but bro, like I'm going to pay Ben Johnson because my offense finished in the top five in almost every statistical category. And you were a huge part of that. Um, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to pay you Aaron Glenn crazy, stupid money to stay because your defense was in the bottom five. So maybe if he turns it around this year, again, in the, after free agency and after the draft, he's going to have a lot more defensive players because that's going to be a huge focus for our offseason. If he then comes and makes those guys and, and turns this defense around, I would say next year he's got a much better chance of going to be a head coach somewhere else. But right now, I can't see why anybody would want to take this guy as their absolute head coach, knowing what he's done with this defense, which is not a whole lot in the last two years. What was shocking to me is I guess there's some stats out there that we were 32nd. I didn't. I, I felt like uh-huh. we had lots of struggles early, but 32. It did not feel yeah. like a 32 defense yeah. or two thirds of that season, if you ask me. But that so that was surprising. But um, I'm just telling you, I have a little bit of a feeling like things have been going real well. Everyone's got this vibe, but. Um, I, I'd like him to stay because I just want that side of the ball to stay where they're at and, and, and add more ball players and go, but it just feels weird. Like he could, he could be tempted with a little bit extra dough and, and an opportunity that's a little bit better and he could bounce as well, but we'll see. Um, speaking of, we'll see, I mean, again, we get inundated on the Kool-Aid hotline, just so many texts and calls and all that. We always tell people call up, do this. And then half the time we never get to him on the show. Choppy, uh, we got a call from uh, Cornbread. Jerry. Cornbread. Jerry from North Carolina. How about we roll that right now? Let's play it. Oh, Bray, what's up? It's your boy, Cornbread Jerry. Man, I just wanted to get some thoughts from you. And I'm sure all the people do. And you know what I mean by the people. I'm wanting to see what you think about some of these new coaching hires, the Steve Hyden, new tight end coach, Scotty Montgomery, this new running back coach. And where does this leave Tanner Engstrom, by the way, our former tight end coach? What is he nowadays? And who's going to be the next offensive coordinator whenever Ben Johnson gets a head coaching job years down the road, maybe next year? Is it Tanner? Is it Scotty Montgomery? These are the kinds of things to inquire in mind want to know your thoughts on um this scotty montgomery by the way reading he's like an rpo maestro how do you be an rpo maestro when you just had matt ryan as your quarterback and how you can be an rpo maestro with jared Goff as your quarterback? man i'm smelling some anthony richardson coming down the line brother hey you take care we'll catch you later i'm out that's cornbread jerry from charlotte charlotte north carolina It's a WCW-based show, if you can't tell uh, today, based on the throwback gimmicks. But, Choppy, let, let me just get in here first on this topic. I got a lot to say, and it's this. Cornbread, I don't have big breakdowns on assistant running back, backup tight end, two tight end coaches, who's going to be the offensive coordinator in two, three years when Ben Johnson moves on as a head coach somewhere. I I don't have big takes on that. I think it's all going to work out fine. Choppy, what about you? (laughs) Well, let me get my crystal ball here, and it's going to tell me who 
Is this Rudy Poo? I have no freaking idea who's going to be around next year in 2025. Are you kidding me right now? Like, all I'm focused on right now is keeping the, the guys that we got, locking them in, paying them, and keeping some consistency with this coaching staff. I, that's big to me, and that's another reason why I think it's big that AG stays, even though our defense finished terrible. Like, we need consistency. So moving people up through the ranks, promoting people from within, I'm big on that because – Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes are spending that time developing these guys. So, yeah, I'm not worried about 2025. I'm worried about what we're going to be doing in 2023 and going to the playoffs. Cornbread, uh, Chops was very inconsiderate there of your call. I mean, uh, I thought it was a great call, to be honest. I thought you had some very insightful takes. I also really liked the part where you talked about the new coach maybe being an RPO guy. Maybe Jared Goff doesn't do that so well. And then you threw in the nugget where you said you might be smelling somebody like Anthony Richards. <laughs> That got me excited, Choppy. That got me fired up. Hashtag Choppy liking. Don't Don't you you dare do the Choppy (laughs) sound drops for an Anthony Richard draft pick. Bula Bula. Knock that crap off. That's probably what set me off. That's probably why I didn't like your take, Cornbread. (laughs) Don't be talking about some RPO coach coming in and drafting Anthony Richards. Come on, man. Oh, it will, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I do think these coaches are important, and obviously Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes believe in them, but, yeah, we can't spend 10 minutes breaking down these backups of backups and new guys that we have really no idea about. But I do think that, uh, you know, a lot of these coaches, they come, they go, you plug a new guy in, and it, I, I don't see a big fall off, that's for sure, for the team. So, Cornbread, appreciate the call as always. Got to get you in there in the first segment here. Chops, Love you, Cornbread. I, <laughs> trying to make up for it. I, I want to talk the NFL Combine real quick. It's coming up, uh, what, the 2023 Combine is Thursday, March 3rd. That feels like it's later. I always felt like it was mid to late February, but that's that's what it says here. That's the start, rolls through that weekend or whatever. They finally got rid of that. And they still got some evening stuff, it looks like, but I always liked when it was kind of just middle of the day, going through all the workouts, whatever, get to learn a lot about these players. Chabi, I'm curious from you, like you always seem like a, you read off a bunch of stats here on the show, you say a bunch of goofy gimmick lines, but you seem like a guy that is all about metrics and numbers and how fast they do the shuttle run and, you know, this, that, and the other, where I'm more about, I love football. Is this guy a premier athlete? Is he a, a good character player? Is he somebody that Daniel Jeremiah likes? Because if he does, he's probably going to be on my short list of players I take. Well, how do you view the combine? Do you put stock in it, or is this one of those where you're out at the, you know, out with the family on vacation and don't pay any attention? I mean, look, here's the thing about the NFL combine. One, I know I'm going to get all my stats and my numbers and my my hot takes from Logan Lamarandier because he's the <laughs> stat guy. I'm going to get my this guy loves football. He interviews so well. He's got he's got pizzazz. I'm going to get that from you. And on my end, I'm like, look, you know, (laughs) metrics are great, but can you do it in a game, right? Like you can stand still and jump up and tap the thing 12 (laughs) feet in the air. Can you jump up and snatch a football? Like the metrics are okay. And again, I like the fact that we get to interview these kids, but I want to see that these guys can do this when the, when the chips are down, when the football's on the field, when the gridiron is hot, when other, you're facing across 11 other dudes who want to rip your head off or shove the ball down your throat. Can you perform? 
That's what I want to know. Not can you jump and stand and touch three cones while doing a cartwheel and maybe a couple of jumping jacks and then a backflip and touch this and then run over there. No, I don't, I don't, whatever, dude. I don't care. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. <laughs> I, I see. This is the archaic thinking I thought you might have uh, in regards to being uh, Mr. Analytics, stats, whatever it may be. Like. It, it, you view everything based on what they did in college. Oh, I love this guy as a college player, so he goes way up your board. You know what the NFL is about a lot of times? Height, weight, speed. <laughs> you can't teach these things. So when I look at a football player, don't just tell me he was good at Iowa for three years because I don't care if that doesn't translate to the next level. Hey, great, you'll be a car salesman in two years. You'll sell insurance. I want a guy that maybe was a little bit lower as a college player. Yes, of course they have to have some production. They have to have played snaps. But if you have that, plus you have height, weight, speed, plus you're an uber athlete, Yes, that's going to translate much better to the NFL level than just some productive college player that you liked watching on Saturdays. So I, I view the combine as that ultimate mix where you almost got to look three levels. Like, did they play in college? Were they productive? Do their measurables match up? Do they love the game? Do Are they good character player? If they fit all those checkboxes, those are the type of people that Brad Holmes is going after. I'm here to tell you. I look, I, you know, yes, it's a little bit of everything, but you're, you got it. So, okay. So you were the one that was super hype about Jamison Williams coming into play. The guy performed in college, the dude's six one, he's 180 pounds. Where's his height? Where's his weight? He was a ball player because he played well in college against the best competition in the sec. He like, has an uncoachable I, talent called speed, Choppy. He, that's why you don't go get a guy from Minnesota that's just a ho-hum, meat and potatoes, college football wide receiver. You go get Jamison Williams who runs a 4-2, and he's just unguardable when healthy. Like, you're going to see that in 2023. Just like years ago when I did a 40-minute pod on how the Lions should have taken DK Metcalf. You want to know why? Because he was bigger than everyone. He was faster than everyone. He was better than people in college, and all that translate the NFL level and he's an absolute stud beast of a football player and he's turned out to be a much better guy and he does a lot more than oh he just runs nine routes oh he's just this he's injury prone actually no he's really been none of those except a hell of a football player that went in the late second round uh, in that draft which was crazy there you go got it so you got to look at everything and then like you just said take the middle ground so you're gonna you're gonna do what you bash everybody else for doing and go wow I'll just take the middle. So you got to have a little bit of all of it. Okay. Agreed. Check. Moving on. <laughs> I don't think that's the middle at all. When I'm saying that you have to have elite everything to, to view the combine in a certain way. You're the one what that wants Tom the middle ground. You want guys that are into the, uh, coming into the league. This guy was good. Uh, his, his last couple of years at college. I like him. You know, you gotta, you gotta look for the, the home runs is what I'm trying to find at the combine in the draft. Not the, that's the right. nobody does guys. the research like you. Okay. Nobody does it. I, I'm not you. claiming to be a research uh, genius. I'm claiming to be like, I'm trying to spot game changers, ball players, not guys that are 
oh, he's pretty good. I liked him in college. He yeah, was, guys he, who performed on the field, who were game chaser on the field, which is exactly what I just said, and then you'd gnash me for it. So, yeah, that's fine. That's college, you're right. You're, right. you're talking oh, about great. college. You what are do they right. Do, what do they do at the next level is what I – that's what my foresight always sees. That's what I'm a visionary about. Who? What are they going to be moving forward? Everyone wants to tell me what they did three years ago. I don't care anymore. Congratulations. You had a good game two and a half years ago. What are you going to do when the Lions take you? That's what I care about. And I predict the future on some of these things. I just do. It's it's a gift I have. All right. <laughs> let's let's do this, man. We still got time in this first segment. I want to talk about free agency. <laughs> now, again, we, we haven't talked about this. I, I gave you a little bit of a homework assignment. I said I want five choppy free agents. I'm sure you spent a goal, whole minute and a half on that task. I have five Oakry realistic targets for the Detroit Lions up here on uh, my magnet board. I have five empty magnets for choppy players. Now, I will write these down if they are worthy and if they're good enough or if once I research them, I agree. But for now... I'm open to any thoughts you have on five players, the positions of need you think, in my opinion, needs would be probably linebacker, corner, interior defensive lineman. You know, I still got to get myself a tight end because I can't have Brock Wright and, uh, you know, some of these guys be my only option out there at the tight end position. And I'm looking for wide receivers if they let my boy DJ go. And quarterback's always in the game as well. So, those are some names I have. Again, quarterback, I guess, not in free agency, but it's always a target because I don't love a certain player like you do. So, Choppy, did you do your homework? Do you got some names that blow me out of the water? Speak to the people here before we take our commercial break. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, I mean, I've got names, but I'm sure they will not live up to the Oakry expectations of blowing of you out of the water. You'll have course. a knock for every single one of them. So... <laughs> How do you want to do this? You want me to say a guy so you can say why it's bull crap and then move to the next one and you can rip on that guy and then move to the next one or you want me to just rip him off? I'd like you to go rapid fire and I will either praise or or, or tra- trash them after that. Okay, cool. Great. Uh, I'll go cornerback Bradbury. He's supposed to make about $12 million a year. I think he could really lock it down with Okuda going forward. David Long, linebacker, probably going to be anywhere from 13 to $14 million a year. I think he's a young ascending player. He did a lot in Tennessee. He could really fill that middle linebacker position for us. Cam Sutton, cornerback, $8 million a year. He held the wide receivers to under 500 yards last year, locking it down in Pittsburgh where pretty much nobody else was doing it. David Onyamata, d- defensive tackle. Uh, great interior rush. He's getting to the quarterback about 11% rate. He's probably going to command about $7 million a year. Is this rapid enough for you? Should I tone it down a little bit or I got one more? Should I go slow? I'll go ahead. I'm just sleeping over here, but go ahead. Yeah. Okay, cool. Great. Donovan (laughs) Wilson, safety, Dallas, 5 million a year, super physical, totally MCDC kind of guy wants to just get out there, crack bodies, and he can get to the quarterback when we ask him to. He's a little insurance policy in case Tracy's not coming off that entry like we hoped he would. And that's the bottom with line, the ripping. There's a little hype for, for your names. I mean, unfortunately, I, I didn't want to interrupt you during that rapid fire take, but I mean, I guess I'll just sum it up on my end. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I, I thought we might have the same names. I thought we might agree. I mean... Gosh, I, I, I'd love to just go full bore and give you a dap and, and maybe give you a woo-wee or a choppy likey. I, I don't know, Chops. I None of those names did anything for me. I got to be honest. I know I know you know more than me. I know like whenever we uh, battle it out in fantasy football or, or our knowledge of football, you always like turn to me and just say something like this. Don't hate the player. 
the game. Here's the thing. You want to hear the Oakry names real quick? I mean, again, I won't give you a full breakdown. I hope those players work out well for you. You want to hear the five I got real quick, and then you can tear those up, because I'm sure they won't be to your liking. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but I guess you're going to don't have a choice, so do it. Nope, nope, nope. Okay, everybody out there, the people, first name on my list. I got to go to linebacker. I don't value linebacker a ton. I don't think the Lions do, but they need more bodies. They need some bodies. They need some youth. They need a tackling machine with speed, sideline to sideline. Give me Evans, the kid that spent his last year in Atlanta, played Alabama. I think he can get him at a decent price. I think he's young, about 25, 26 years old. Love that player. This is probably my favorite, and this is a guy that could come home to the state of Michigan. Sean, formerly Murphy Bunting. Now I think he just went with Bunting. Good young corner, had some injury issues. I think he could come here, be a really nice fit for a team like this that already has Jury, J-U, U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y. Mr. Okuda would think I will be better. We'll add some talent in the draft as well. But give me Sean Bunting at corner. This is another one I love. I know there's a few listeners. Frank Ribble, shout out on this one. Donald Parham, tight end. This guy, he's just a move tight end, a catch-everything type player. He makes plays out in L.A. I'm sure he could be a great pass-catching tight end here for the Lions. Give me Kevin Givens, big defensive tackle. Kind of had some some flash moments out there with the San Francisco 49ers. Again, a young player with some upside, but also the price will probably be right. Who knows? We never know what's going to happen with these crazy NFL cap going way up. And then I'm going to take a flyer at defensive end. Get me another long player. And again, a guy that loves football. Great character. He's been down. I see him coming up in the right situation. Cleland Farrell, defensive end. Clemson. Formerly drafted high by the Raiders, has struggled, but could be a nice fit, a depth fit here in Detroit. Those are my five names. Still there? Oh, I'm sorry. What? I fell asleep. <laughs> um, none of those guys did absolutely anything for me. Thank you for for throwing out some guys who've either been injured, who've not performed at their draft level, uh, who we could just throw in there at the cheap. Uh, yep. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. Or none of those. But, okay. Is your point for the show, because I got after you a little bit to be all roughly all show, and then also to use all my jokes that I make against you back right on me right afterwards? Because they don't work as good when they're said a second time. I already did the sleep gimmick on you. You can't then do it again on me. That's not that's not how it works. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you could just do the back half of the show on your, on your own, then. We could do that. That'll be a bit much more entertaining. Uh, this feels like a show from the past when I used to have to do this weekly, but... <laughs> Um, we'll, uh, we'll get this train back on the rails. So basically me and chops don't agree on any free agents. Um, I know a lot of you guys have these names of Deron Payne and you're going to bring in Levante David. And I think chops throughout Bradbury's way past his prime and just not a good fit here for what we need. And the price won't be right. But like I told you guys a couple weeks ago, you kind of have to get off those top names. So when you start pulling up these free agents, work your way down the list. Look at the ages. Look at those. Some websites give you those like estimated amounts. I mean, again, you know, we only have like around 40 some million in a best case scenario. So you got to be you got to be a bargain shopper. 
But I do think, you know, the Lions might add a piece or two that really feels like it solidifies either the offense or the defense so they can go into the draft just absolutely rolling. You know, all options open, feel pretty good about their team across the board, and then you're just going BPA and having fun just snagging great football players. So I feel like that's going to be very intriguing. You know, I'd be a proponent of, you know, either keeping or letting go Hal Vitae, depending on how, where his back is at, you know, that's a question mark for me. And I'm just not on board adding these aging vets and thinking, Oh, they're going to be a leader. Oh, they're going to come in and be a uh, captain of our defense. Like, uh, I mean, if Brad Holmes thinks it, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but I just feel like this team isn't, I don't know. I don't want to be crazy young, but I also don't think that adding a 30-some-year-old linebacker or a 32-year-old corner is really the way to go for this football team for sustained success for years to come. Yeah, I mean, the other big factor, Okri, is the cap space. Like you said, I mean, we've got $16 million. We probably have about $20 million in guys we could potentially release, but right now we have seven guys taking up 50% of our cap. So, you know, we have to, we're going to have to rely on, uh, on some young cats. I mean, there's some really great talent in the draft, but you want to inject a little bit of veteran, you know, and I'm not saying like old, but you're right. That 20, 26 to 29 who are, you know, they've been in the league, they know the role and, uh, but they got to be, like you said, they got to be Dan Campbell kind of guys too. It'd be very interesting. Free agency is kind of like that big old question mark where like people throw out all these names and then when it starts, you're always like excited and then the Lions are on snooze and you're kind of like, okay, when are you going to do something? When are you going to sign? And then, you know, I think people have been really happy with some of the sneakier lower class moves these last couple of years, but now we're kind of at the point too where uh, either a big name or a nice young signing or a couple, uh, maybe a trade of some sort would really be um, just shot in the arm as well. So it's just going to be absolutely fascinating as people like to say on TV. You ever notice people say that word all day, every day? I swear some TV exec figured out, hey, say fascinating a lot. It's uh, it's important to ratings. It just sounds ridiculous when you say it 80 times on a 30-minute show. Um, that's that's my little rant for the day on the word fascinating. And now that it, I've said al- it, it, it... It's almost as good as breaking news. Well, if it's <laughs> if it's news, is it really breaking? Like... <laughs> Yeah, but that's always a fun one too. Yeah, but now that I've said it, wait wait till you watch any show, whether it be news, sports, whatever. They purposely say the word fascinating over and over again. Um I don't know if they get paid per word or if it's this buzz that they've someone's done the analytics. I don't know, but trust me, it's gonna stick out uh, just like other things have on this pod now that I brought it to light. Choppy. We got to get our commercial break in here. We went long like we normally do, but we had some fun. And well, I had fun at least. You, you seem a little crotchety today, I must be honest. But I enjoyed myself. I think the people enjoyed this first segment. We got into a lot, had some fun, talk ball like we always do. We got so much to do on the back part of the show, man. We got to get rolling. You got anything to say before we get our commercial break in here? You want to apologize to me or anything? Uh, no, I don't have any apologies to add, but definitely want to let the people know that we're going to have a great second half. Lots of good things to do. We got some Kool-Aid hotline reactions. I think we got a couple voicemails to get to, a couple messages that might stir the people up. And then uh, we're going to get going on uh, more Brad Holmes offseason action. So let's let's take a break and then get to it. Everybody, we'll be right back. Woo-wee! You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, Kool-Aid drinkers? We're back from the break. Thank you so much for the pod. I, I didn't do like I normally do off the top of the show, but let me fill up that glass of delicious Honolulu blue flavored Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread! We actually already had one earlier, so kind of already did a double, but here's another one for you. Cornbread! And uh, thank you for listening to our sponsors. You know, Chops got a little upset in that first segment. That's always fun. I always enjoy when that happens. Sometimes I got to ruffle a few feathers, but we're talking ball. I'm playing sound bits. I'm having fun. I'm up 2-0, if you guys didn't realize, on the uh, Booker T drop, uh, one of the greatest drops and beginning uh, – wrestling themes of all time so so that's good i'm always uh winning on on those different levels as well but chops i mean this back segment we can't mess around because we got to talk about how this team's gonna build off what they did last year and sustain it which is what we want we don't want to like have a backwards year we don't want to um level off we want to keep moving forward keep getting better we'll talk about that um we we do want to get another loyal Detroit Kool-Aid drinker. Picked out another uh, voicemail that leads to that that we'll play. A um, few shouts. I mean, gosh, I want to talk a lot about Brad Holmes. He's getting a lot of love, and this is his time of year, so I want to focus on him. So you ready to do this, man? You still over there or what? Yeah, I think uh, – I. you know what? I figured it out, Okri. I think I was just hangry. I needed that uh, I needed that glass of Kool-Aid and some cornbread to start the show, and you kept it from me, and you made me <laughs> a little hangry on the first half here. But now the glass is full. I have a little little cornbread in me, and I'm ready to go. I apologize, buddy. Well, we always like to have fun on the show. People have told me they love the football talk back and forth. So we try to give them a little bit of everything here. But speaking a little bit of everything, man, let's just – 
let's start out with this. I, I apologize to this guy. Again, we get inundated on the Kool-Aid hotline with texts and voicemails and people hitting me up on Twitter. You can find me at Derek Oakery shooting me a direct message or talking ball, fantasy football, sports in general. You know, I'm pretty private guy, so I keep all my other stuff on the low key. But you can find Chops out there too, at Chops in the D. But this... This voicemail was actually back from mid-December that snuck by me, but it's very pertinent to talking about the excitement of this team, how we got to sustain, what's going on. And this guy has kind of a kooky handle or nickname that he gave himself, so you know that's going to help get you on the show. And uh, I just thought I'd show him some love because I missed this long ago. We're going to play it today. Here we go. Hey, Oakry, this is Young Santa, my uh, YouTube, Twitter, whatever. Instagram handle Young Santa here from uh, just outside Detroit. Just want to say, man, our Lions, I've never seen this team play harder game in and game out, just giving out elite physical effort, whether they're better than teams or not, whether they're more talented or not. They give out maximum effort every single game, win, lose, or draw. It's unbelievable. I love this uh, Holmes-Campbell combination. Um, as far as the regime, unbelievable night and day difference from uh, Patricia and uh, Quinn. So it's really exciting, man. Uh, whether they end up with seven, eight, nine, ten wins this year, whatever, I'm still like, super excited about the direction. And I think 2023 is going to be the the big year with uh, another loaded draft and free agency. I just can't I can't see them not being at least the top three or four team in the NFC and probably the favorites to win the North, man, next year, regardless of whether we get a wild card this uh, year or not. So I just wanted to say that. And by the way, Bugs, it's, it's hashtag Big Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> big Bugs. That's, that's, his, uh, that's his hashtag, man. Gotta love Bugs, dude. That guy's like four feet wide. <laughs> what a pickup. Holmes, man, with all these undrafted pickups and just Signing guys or cast offs, unbelievable, man. Never seen this. Been a Lions fan over 40 years. Have never seen this. This many guys come onto a team that contribute. Low round draft picks, mid round draft picks, undrafted rookie free agents, uh, cast off from other teams. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Just love it. Love it all, man. All right. Go Lions! All right, Chop, Choppy, like I got to do, I always got to encapsulate the call. So first of all, I'll start and be nice, unlike you were early in the show, and say, Young Santa from the south side of Detroit, thank you for the call. I'm sorry I missed it. I hope you're listening because it was fun to play it. And this is kind of the portion where I dissect your call. Now, you called yourself Young Santa. You all said you're a Lion Santa for 40 years. So you're kind of probably like middle age, maybe older Santa, if you ask me. But I still like that you gave yourself a nickname, so that's pretty good. You gave a lot of love to the Lions about Brad Holmes. You also have these high expectations saying, you know, gosh, we're going to be a top three team in the conference. And this is our year. And look out for us. Of course, we're drinking that here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast all day, every day. That's what a lot of people are saying. I sure hope they can live up. Then later in the call, you try to do one of my gimmicks, which is like you just give people big before anything uh, and it becomes a nickname. Like, I don't know, like big denim. 
like, like, but you went into a big bugs, which, but you also didn't mention his big elbow guard that he wears, which is part of his gimmick as well. And then you ended it with an incredible go lions and just some other great content in there. So you made me laugh. You gave yourself a nickname. You said some goofy stuff. You said some good stuff. You made it on the Kool-Aid cast. Choppy, did I get it all? Do you have reactions? I mean, what's going on here? That was, that was something. Yeah, Okri, look, you got to get the bell ready, right? Okay, one, he told us how long he's been a Lion fan. He gave us an amazing sound drop at the end there that we have to absolutely play on more shows. And then he told us how great we were going to be running the running the league, running the NFC next year. So there we go. That's a, that's a win of a call. Love it, young Santa. Love it. Here you go, young Santa. Woo! Choppy, can I give him the hashtag that you created? Oh, give him the hashtag. You know what? I'm going to give him the live version hashtag Choppy Likey. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, Young Santa, the reason we played it is because I want to get into this segment about your expectations super high. I even heard people recently on the radio, some that should go unnamed, that were like, next year, I mean, I expect him to be in the NFC Championship game. Anything else is a failure, right? You hear that every day, of course. The bar keeps getting raised, so if they fall under it, these clowns can laugh all day. Um, yeah, you know, again, I, 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 I'm not here to throw people under the bus or name names. You know why? Because I'm not a Kool-Aid drinker. But there it is. Um, I, I just think that it's great to have these high expectations, but NFL football, you don't just roll into next year and like, oh, we ended the year great, so we're going to start this year great, and then we're going to end this year great, and we're going to have, you know what I mean? Like, they have to nail this offseason, and then they have to start, and people say, like, start fast, play good ball. They really just have to find what they are, like, have an identity, be consistent week in, week out, and just not fall so far behind like they did this year, but... I'm not chalking up W's. I'm with everybody that I'm also not like setting a low bar because this team's young. It's exciting. It has a lot to be, you know, rolling this summer and into the fall. But I mean, Choppy, I'm just here to ask you, like, you know, do you believe in every year is different? Do you believe in momentum? Or do you think that this offense can be better? Are they going to take a step back? Is your boy Jared Goff going to play better? than he did this year or is he gonna play worse probably um you know like i feel like this team has a lot of questions but also a lot of excitement expectations as well so again that's a lot to unpack let me but uh yeah no listen i totally believe in momentum um i do believe that every season is a little bit different right like you know the Rams won the Super Bowl and then they won what like four games. So look, lots of stuff can happen, man. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say that because we finished strong, we're going to start strong. But I think what's been established is that we've changed our culture, right? That's not ha- that's not going to change now. Dan Campbell has set the tone. Brad Holmes has proven that he can bring in talent in the draft, and we're going to do that again with a lot of high picks this year. And a little bit of cap, cap space for him to work some magic there, too. So the culture change is done. That's over. But you're right. We have to start hot. We cannot, like, slug into the year next year and, and start off, you know, one in five or one in six or two and whatever. Like, we got to start hot. We got to come in and we got to be ready to go. As far as the offense going, look, teams now have had a year of 
our offensive coordinator. So they're going to be able to, to scheme a little bit for that. They're going to be ready there. You know, everything isn't going to be a surprise now because Ben Johnson has been, you know, has been out there now. So I expect teams to plan for that a little bit, but I fully believe that this offense can finish in the top five again. And I do believe that Jared Goff can be a pro bowl caliber quarterback again next year. I absolutely do. Especially considering he's going to get some weapons put around him in the draft. That last part, not so shocking. Um, I, I agree with you mostly across the board there. Um, you know, I'm just, I think it's just going to be so fun. I, I really hope they live up. I'm just want everybody to take it as it comes, you know, uh, again, just don't start putting us in the Super Bowl or in the net, um, NFC title. Let's earn all that. You know, like you said, the culture is set. It's not going anywhere. Young Santa said what was up. I appreciate him. Choppy, I want to get to Brad Holmes, but I just want to do a couple quick shouts real quick. And again, I could go on and on and talk about the people for days. Um, and I'm trying to get more of you guys on here, just showing you a little bit of love. Appreciate you listening. So real quick, just Brian J. Egick Jr., I believe is how you pronounce his name. Every, all you guys know this guy. He's all over Twitter, always putting out stuff, loves the Lions, always repping the Lions gear, notorious B.I.G., whatever. Recently, he put out, uh, he's selling some Barry Sanders, like, rookie cards and was looking to get a golf bobblehead and some stuff. So I connected with him on Twitter, was able to uh, help him out and him help me, and we we uh, ended up doing a deal for some of those uh, Barry cards that he had, which was cool. Really appreciate him being cool about all that. I'm not a big card collector, but those things just look sweet. I'm going to have to put them up in my uh, my lion's den or the DTO scouting office for sure and, and, and rep those. So appreciate you, Brian, for all the stuff you do for the Lions. I also want to shout out Tim Barker the third. This guy, I mean, he's starting a YouTube. He's got his own pod. But the reason I'm really shouting him out is because it looks like he's going to join some of the Oakery Fantasy Leagues. I've been telling you guys I had a few slots open. I put it out there. This guy checked it out, and he was like, I want in. So I think he's in. And the same with um gosh the tuna <laughs> the tuna he's been a he's been a texter on the kool-aid hotline him as well was like what's up with these fantasy leagues and i showed him and he couldn't want it he couldn't have signed up quicker he was all about it so they love it i run great leagues the bad part is i'm gonna beat your ass i'm gonna like de- you know take it to you so like you know i may say this at some point during the season, so don't hate me. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. That's three choppy, three zip, what you got. So um, just shout out those guys. They love the Lions. Some of those guys join my fantasy leagues. Brian's a great supporter, so just want to give them some quick love. Choppy, you got any shouts or you want to talk about Brad? How's it go? Always open for business all the time, rubbing his hands together, great hoodies, homes. Is that what it is? No, I think you're supposed to put a big in there, right? We talked about that. You got to put big, 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 big Brad, big, big something Brad. I can't remember. No, No, it's Brad always open for business, homes. And yeah, let's move to that. I want to talk about my boy. (laughs) Was that the better of the two nicknames? Big, bad. Brad, <laughs> rubbing his big meat hooks, wearing a NFL equipment hoodie, and just drafting good players. Or do we do we ultimately settle on on your version, like we have done multiple? Well, times I, I believe Okri that the people have spoken on the Twitterverse, <laughs> and the poll did show that Brad always open for business. Holmes was the winner. Don't hate me. <laughs> 
Is, is that you pushing to the drop, trying to get on the board? Is that what you're doing? I mean, if you're gonna, you gotta give, you gotta give it to me. If I queue it up for you, you gotta count it at least. Don't you, hate the player. Ten to nothing. Hate the king. You get the front part. You don't get the back music. But that was that was a good tip. I was just, of course, I'm uh, busy doing other things over here, and you you did catch me. But let's talk about Brad Holmes and the show, man. My thing with him is he's putting this big puzzle together. You know. I, People take a lot for granted for an NFL general manager. Their job is not just a draft. They can't just write blank checks and sign all these imaginary free agents that all these fantasy football owners want. It's it's not that. You also have to manage like the facilities and your your support folks and your scouts and you know what I mean it's a it's a huge puzzle that this guy's putting together so I never take it for granted me and you've had a little bit of a taste you know with some of the big um, behind the scenes football stuff we do or we're trying to build teams look at contracts all that stuff but I feel like this guy I mean our team has youth I feel like we have a Good culture, as you said earlier. We have guys that love ball. We have hard workers. I mean, those are all great things that him and Dan freaking Campbell have brought in here. Um, you know, I think there's areas he can get better, but I think he's been tremendous in the draft. I think he's tactfully went light in free agency these first couple of years. This, to me, is the first year where I'll be very curious to see what he does. Um what do you think about the job overall and this big puzzle that that Brad, Big Bad Brad's putting together? Oh, you almost gave it to me. You almost <laughs> gave it to me. Um, yeah, listen, B- Brad Always Open for Business Homes had a huge cluster to try to unravel and correct from the yes. last regime. And he not only has corrected it in two years, he's actually gotten it into a really damn good place. So... He has been the master of the draft, as you have said. I think he's going to have some really big decisions in this offseason when it comes to some potential contract buyouts, to be completely honest. Um, I want, I'm want. i really excited to see what he decides to do with guys you know, coming off injury. What are we going to do with Romeo Okora, who's owed $14 million this year? You can save half of that if you cut him if he's not going to be you know, if he's not going to be a producer, I think we kind of, the writing's on the wall for Mr. Uh, Mr. Michael Brockers. Um, he's going to have a tough decision to make with Vitae, right? Same thing, $12 million cap. Hit. He's going to have to decide, do I want to get $6 million of that back to spend on somebody else? So this, to me, this year, we know we can draft. He's got loaded picks. We know we can trade. He pulled off the Goff Stafford trade, um, and he came out smelling like roses in that one. This year is going to be, you know, what does he do with the cap space? The cap is going to go up. What I think, what did they say? Like 225 million or something like that. Like it's crazy. So he's going to have extra cap space to use. And I think this is the year he gets a little more splashy in free agency. Cause you're right. He's been a little bit more conservative, which he had to be. Cause again, he had a mess to untangle. So it's going to be an exciting off season for him when, to, when, it, like you said, putting together the puzzle. Agree with you about, Big Bad Brad and what he's done. Now, as I did a few weeks ago when Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated was on and I broke the news live on the pod about um, Ben Johnson returning, I, I want to break this tweet or a little tweet here from Jeremy Fredericks. He, he shouted out just moments ago, was riffing on Brad Holmes' pluses and minuses during a lull at work along with three unknowns. Thoughts? 
Choppy, here's the pluses you wrote down. Let Galladay walk. Draft and A-R-S-B. Or, or what's his other name, Chops? I'm on raw. <laughs> Getting Penne Sewell. Getting Rodrigo. That was a live version. Rodrigo. That was the drop. <laughs> um, and not re-signing AO to a big contract. Oh, baby. That would have been a mistake. Um, he says his minuses are Onzerike retaining Walker, Anzalone, Brockers, letting Prater walk, signing Romeo Aquara to a big contract, not enough love or help in the secondary, I think. And then his questions are Williams, quarterback, and Josh Pascal. Now, Jeremy, I appreciate what? it. I appreciate the tweet. It's topical. Rays are on here live on the pod. But I think you're a little rough on those minuses. I think you're trying to make up things there. I don't I don't think you gave him enough love of what he's done uh, off the cuff. So, Choppy, are you with me? I think some of those minuses. I don't think Romeo's a minus. He had an injury. I don't think Pascal's a minus. You love the quarterback. I, I think um, Anzalone was a plus last year. Tracy Walker's a good football player, even though you hate him. I mean, Big Denim's been hurt. We don't know what he's going to be. Could come back big. I mean, come on now. Drink some of that Detroit Kool-Aid, would you? Yeah, the I mean, the, all, I'd say almost all of those minuses are still up in the air. I mean, you can't, you know, I, I, I hate to say it. People don't want to, like, don't want to agree to this, but Anzalone balled out at the end of last year. Like, he anchored the turnaround on that defense, and I thought he was one of the unsung heroes. Um, you know, Tracy Walker, Hurt, uh, other guys that he mentioned, Hurt, like, you know, you you can't, I, I, again, I, you can't knock a GM for signing a guy and then the guy gets injured. Like, you know, that's not the GM's fault. It's yeah. a, it's, and again, now he gets a chance to correct that, right? Is he going to get an insurance policy for Tracy Walker? Who, how is Tracy going to come back? Is he going to get an insurance policy for Aquar? Maybe release him. Like this is his opportunity to correct some of those, what you call minuses. I mean, I love the, I love the pluses though. Okay. I don't want to, we can't, I don't want to yeah. overlook the pluses. I mean, spot on with those pluses, but the minuses I feel like are a little, a little uh, shaky. I think he needs a sip of the Kool-Aid, maybe some cornbread. Cause, Cause when you talk about Tracy, like you don't like him cause he hasn't had a lot of ball production and this, that, and the other. I mean, it was a good contract for the type of player, the youth, the length, the, the, how much he loves the game, the mentality, the DAWG mentality he brings. Same with Romeo. Like when he signed, that wasn't some crazy deal we gave to like a 25, 26 year old defensive end that had 10 plus sacks that year. So like you said, those are good GM moves. It's just, yeah, these players have to stay healthy and they have to show up. But uh, again, more question marks. But really appreciate Jeremy. He's another good Twitter follow. If you guys want to um, go find him on Twitter, he's always putting out good Lions content, draft takes, things like that. So I just literally saw that pop up on my phone. I figured I'd shout him and, and put it on the show since we're talking about it. So, I mean, I'll double down. I like his Brockers take because that was a bad. I would. I oh, would that was a definite minus. That's a definite minus. And even even Big Denim can be a big minus. For, you know, up to this point, I'm just saying there's still a little bit of a hope there. And and, a, and you can look at the optimistic side rather than just what's physically happened. I mean, obviously, that's been a minus, but I don't know that he's a minus player for the next. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Are you, are you saying he has potential? Oh, I, I, I love potential. You know this. Um, but, I mean, again, I like to give guys that full rope, and I just think he hasn't had it yet um, this 
will be a big year. If it's another injury, non-productive year, he's out. If it's a, uh, hey, look at what we got here, and it could be still a nice, just still a high second-round pick. So I'm not gonna ride him out on the sunset yet. Let, let's let's end it with this, man. Like, I know you kind of went through some things. Do you see a big trade? Do you see a big signing? Do you see him laying low again and just killing the draft? How's this team going to get from where they ended the year to, and look out for the Lions. Like this team is not only ready to win right now, they're ready to sustain it for years to come. And this GM's no joke. To me, the GM's more important than the head coach. I mean, everyone loves Dan Campbell here for what he brings and his mentality, his humor, his, his sense of passion and the alpha that he is. But I think Brad Holmes has been more the conductor of this train since I got you on that's been steering the ship and been changing things around and getting it right. And he's not afraid to take a dynamic football player or make a bold move. That's for sure. Yeah. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars would, uh, would disagree with your take on the GM is more important than the coach. a la what they did last year with, uh, with uncle urban, but um, I think it's important to nail both. Um, but back to your, you know, Brad, always open for business question. Uh, I don't expect him to be like to make some big splash. Like I don't expect him to go out and overpay some sexy name that people are going to be like, oh, my gosh. You know, we 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 swimming and we spent 20 million dollars a year on this guy. Like, I don't see that happening. I think he's going to be smart and calculated, rubbing those meat hooks together, looking for the right deal. But what's going to put people like what's going to put people over the top is what he does in this draft, because he's got two firsts, he's got two seconds, and he knows how to find talent in the back end of the draft. So that's what's going to put us on the map. That's what's going to make people go, damn, watch out for these lions, brand new lions. Keep an eye out on them because they just nailed the draft again. We've built the core. We're the youngest team in the league. We're st- we're going to continue to stay young, but our our young players are growing right before our eyes. And I cannot wait to see what some of these kids do in the next year. You know, Hutch and uh, and some of these other young cats. Chops, you want to know what Big Bad Brad, Brad Holmes, and Dan freaking Campbell and the Detroit Lions might have to say to the rest of the league here coming up in 2023 moving forward? You want to know? Uh, sure. Tell me. Don't hate the player, hate the king. All right, everybody. That's what we got this week. I can't give any chops, any cheap plugs, but he'll probably do a couple sound gimmicks on the way out, which he normally blesses everybody with. It was fun talking ball. We drank some Detroit Kool-Aid. We got in a few arguments, played a few gimmicks. Uh, talk some ball enjoyed ourselves i hope you did as well and we'll catch you next week right here on the d troy kool-aid cast take care everybody we're out hashtag golf train i don't want your bula bula support when it comes to jared golf you don't get to join the golf train you're off bro you're off (laughs) hashtag choppy liking Back, 
drink it in, man.